Well, hello, my chargers. How are you doing today? Are you recharging? Are you in charge? Or are you taking the charge? What's happening? How are you doing? So, I'm looking out my window. And yesterday was a big yard cleanup day for me. In the springtime here in New England, we have a particular affinity for burning the debris in our yard. Uh, no, we don't just light it on fire all willy-nilly, but we have a controlled burn and we are allowed by our fire departments, as long as you file the appropriate paperwork and let them know that there will be smoke in your neighborhood so that the neighbors don't call and freak out and then send all the emergency vehicles out to find out that, yeah, it's just Julie burning in her yard. However, I do come from a long line of pyromaniacs, um, and I say that in the most loving way. My great-grandmother was known for going out back in the field and just setting it on fire and then running back in the house when it got out of control. Uh, so she probably is the reason why um, the fire departments are called now and told when burns are happening, because her burns were not in control at all. Uh, I don't know if that happened just once, if that happened a multitude of times. It was my great-grandmother. She did exist while I existed on this earth at the same time, but I was very young. So there's that. And yeah, so why am I talking about a controlled burn? Because what I'm noticing as I'm looking out my window is I had a huge pile of sticks and um, dead tree limbs, like, I mean, unbelievable stuff. I haven't seen this much debris in my yard and I've lived here for almost seven years now. And I have a lot of trees around me. Um, but the pile was easily over my head and I'm five, six and it was just as wide as it was tall. And there wasn't just one pile. There was several piles and I didn't even get through all of the piles. Uh, but we did a significant burn. And now I'm looking out my window and I'm looking at what's left of what was burnt down. And it's three large sticks and a whole bunch of ash. Um, and those sticks that are uh, about log size, whatever, um, they, they were huge limbs. They were limbs that were like 10, 12 feet long. And I kept burning and breaking and moving into the center. So what's remaining from a very large pile of debris is a very small pile of debris, which left me thinking about burn and burning it down and how burning is actually beneficial. And it, any of the native tribes um, know this, like there's there's ways that they would live off the land and when a burn would happen typically by a lightning strike or something like that but some some um, tribes are known for doing a controlled burn in the area they know that it it resuscitates the land and you can't use it immediately after but they would rotate their crop their where they would plant and they would allow the land to regenerate there, there's beneficial qualities to burning. So where's the debris in your life that's piled up? 
because it gets cumbersome. There's a lot of it, but how do you burn it down is the question. And what was coming to me yesterday ended up playing into this. And I realized what the controlled burn is and it's self-love. And oh God, don't say self-love. Oh my God. If we have to hear self-love again, what is this self-love crap? And I think a lot of people think of self-love, and I've said this before in other podcasts, as like the, oh, I got a mani on a petty, and then I had a nice Epsom salt bath. And while those things are really nice and can recharge you sometimes and or just allow you to decompress a little bit, they're not true self-love. And why, why is self-love out in the atmosphere as much as it is now? Because we didn't know what we didn't know. And now we're learning and now it's, it's time to, to take hold of what this is. And it's a self-awareness. And so what I've realized about self-love is that it's an I am. And again, that's another phrase that people are saying, oh, I am you know, and if you're into any of the positivity talks and whatnot, no, yeah, back to the positivity. Um, yeah, that toxic posi- positivity, the, the self-love, like, okay, fake it till you make it. Yay. I don't believe in that crap at all. It doesn't mean I don't believe in being positive. It means I don't believe in fake it till you make it. That is a load of crap that you cannot sell to the best salesman, the worst salesman, you can't. It's, you can feel the energy of it, you know. So imagine somebody, everybody who's listening knows of somebody who is always Pollyanna perfect and always smiling and everything is great. And oh my God, it's wonderful and I'm so blessed. Bless my heart, bless her heart. We're all so blessed, yay. Gross. When you think of that person, what do you feel? Because for me, I just showed you, I want to throw up. (laughs) Told you. And it's because I can feel it's fake. Nobody is that positive all the time. Nobody. They cannot be. And if they are that positive, it's because they are trying to cover up whatever is not truly positive in their life, but you can feel it. It's like when people say, and, but they really mean, but. So what's the energy behind it? It's crap. It's, it's fake. Fake it till you make it. I don't believe in fake. Fake doesn't do you any good. Fake is saying that debris is not out in your yard. Oh, well, we'll just look past that. Oh my God, it'll be great sometime. I don't know how it's going to be great. It'll be great. You have to burn it down. You have to clean up. Things happen on a regular basis. You constantly clean your house. There's dust that forms. There's debris that, that kicks up. For me, it's the dog hair and the, and the dirt that gets tracked in. It's all part of life. You have to do the laundry. The dishes need doing. Your teeth need brushing. All of these things are debris. 
minor debris, but you just keep going. Some days you don't really want to clean it up and then it piles up a little bit higher and you have to take care of it. So the toxic positivity is not self-love. Yes, toxic positivity is a thing. It absolutely is a thing because you can fake it so long that you can't make it, period. It's not going to give you any foundation. You have to be real about your circumstances. You have to own your debris as much as you own the trees that created it, as you love that. So again, back to the I am stuff. What I've discovered is your I ams, I am, and whatever you follow that with is your self-love. Now, hold on, because I know some of you just went, I'm worthless. I'm not, I, I don't deserve love. I don't get this. Okay, I get that. Now, toxic positivity would be like, so fake it till you make it. Yay. <laughs> no, don't fake it till you make it. Note that. Note that, okay, I'm just seeing this. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel lovable. I don't feel these things. So by noting that, that's a great thing, actually, because now you can work with that. And it's kind of like having a sick tree in your yard. You might need to take it down to the ground and remove it entirely, but it's not you that you're removing. It's the idea or the thought that diseased that tree so that you can have something healthy grow in its place. So let's say you did say that you feel worthless, unlovable, whatever it is. When you say, say your I am statement, I am worthless, it gives you 180 degrees to turn to. So What's the thing that makes you feel lovable? Or how do you see that? And maybe you don't see that right yet, and that's okay. Write it down in a separate column. And yeah, I'm, I am suggesting you write these things down right now because, or later on, or when you have some time, because it requires sussing out what's in your own brain, what's in your own psyche. Um, and is oftentimes unconscious. So we're trying to make the unconscious conscious. We're trying to get you grounded, get you knowing yourself better, more self-aware. So the I am's, so some real I am's, um, I am joy, I am prosperous, I am courageous, I am curious. These are the things that you, that you really feel you are, genuinely. And maybe you only start with one or two that you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely certain I am this. And you start to focus on that. So let's say you know that you're courageous. You're not always courageous, you know, courage comes and goes. And so this particular day, you just know that there are enough times that you've been courageous in your life, that it's gotten you 
certain things, whether you've gotten your own business or you asked the girl or the guy out, you, you know, you, and then you maybe got them, um, you, you know, jumped the line um, when you were young and you decided to buy a house that took courage, like whatever those things are, you know that you're courageous. So as you're working with the I am courageous, the way that we do, that we activate into self-love is by doing something that's courageous. So maybe you're not feeling courageous right now. So the way that you would love yourself is to do something courageous. And that level of courage can, can vacillate, can change. So maybe today's level of courage is just getting out of bed or showering because maybe you've been dealing with anxiety and depression. Maybe your level of courage is to start a new business or to write the book. Yeah, Julie, write the book. Um, how about, I don't know, take the dog for a walk in a new place. There's a, a million ways you can do courage, but taking your I am, having your list, knowing you are these things and you must know it. You can't like, this is where I want you to refer back to the Pollyanna perfect positivity <laughs> and know how that feels when you are in its presence. It feels fake. So if you are doing that, then you are trying to fake yourself out. You can only do these things if you are dealing with what truly is. So if right now your I am is I am worthless or I feel worthless, put it down and note it. Don't judge it. Don't try to run away with it and then create story of why you're worthless. Because if I was in your ear and talking to you in person, on the phone, whatever, I would be up your butt so quick because you're not worthless. There's no way anybody on this planet is worthless. Yeah, yeah, I know. A whole bunch of people just jump to your mind as, you know, really, they're not worthless? All right, all right, just tone it down. I know, that's a whole nother discussion. But self-love is self-awareness, and you can access that through your I am's. If you need more on that, contact me. I would love to work with you on it. All right, so there's your debris. And there's how you're burning it down. What else was I coming up with in this? Um, I was listening to something by Mel Robbins. I don't know if you're familiar with her or not. Um, she's not somebody that's been on my page um, very often. But she had this one technique that she and herself will, will say is totally cheesy. And she hates saying it. She's like, but it works. And there's neuroscience behind it. And I thought I could immediately think of one person that could totally use this and would totally do it and it would work. But what she says is, um, oh yeah, Mel Robbins is the um, creator of like the five second rule that uh, the author of that book. Um, 
And this one is a personal high five. So you're not feeling good about yourself. Maybe your I am was the worthless, unlovable type of I am. So what you, she was suggesting you do is you high five yourself in the mirror, not low five, not a medium five, a high five. And the reason it has to be a high five is because there's a neuroscience behind raising your hands above your head. So when we do that, it's signaling to our parasympathetic nervous system that victory is had. Yes, it's a positive and you feel good. And so think about all the times that you raise your hands above your head. It's typically in a winning posture and like finishing a marathon or hell a hundred yard dash for me. Um, what you raise your hands above your head and you feel better. So you get up in the morning, you're not feeling that great. You've looked in the mirror, you see wrinkles or zits or chin hairs or extra chins or too round of a belly or not round enough of a butt or whatever it is that you see. You're slamming yourself right there. You're, you're creating those stories that say, I'm worthless. You're reinforcing them over and over again. And it's either negative reinforcement or we ignore ourselves and you can't ignore yourself. You, and you can't keep slamming yourself because that's what you're putting out into the world. That's what's being reinforced all around you. You wouldn't want that for the people that you love around you. So why do you want that for yourself? And this is also the way into interdependence versus codependence in any relationship. Codependence is I don't love myself, so I need you to do it for me. That's the bottom line for codependence. Interdependence is I love myself enough to know my worth and I'm not accepting anything less than that. You're going to have to rise up to my worth and not in a haughty type of way, just in a way of here I am and I'm not going to make myself smaller so you can feel more comfortable. And that's what we do in this society so freaking much. You're too big. Well, I'm going to kneecap you then. And that happens I, immediately. The movie Mean Girls comes to mind. It happens with females so freaking often. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, but it does happen. So where are we at? I am self-love. True winning. True winning is being able to look in that mirror and high five yourself for where you are on the journey. Now, that was the other thing that was coming to me is thinking about running that race. Let's say you did train for a marathon and you put your all into this and God love you if you do that stuff because I don't for the life of me understand why people run marathons. I don't get it, but people do it all the time and good for them. Good for you. Awesome. I am the 
per person with that bumper sticker that says 0, 0.0 on it instead of 26.2. I don't give a rip about running. But there are things that I do that other people don't give a rip about. So it is what it is. But let's say you did the marathon and now you've, you've, you've trained for months and months and months. You've eaten all the right things and you've drank the water and you've nurtured your muscles and you've stretched and you've gone to yoga classes and every day you got up and you ran and, and you ran a little bit further and now you've crossed that finish line and woo, the 26.2 is done and you've got your attaboys at the end of the line. They've, they're high-fiving you, you arms are up, and wrapped with that blanket and you're done. Woo! Way to go. Question. It comes to you right after that. What now? What do I do now? Do I train for another marathon? No, I just did a marathon. So do I go for a triathlon? Do I up the ante? There is always going to be another race to run. So whether it's the promotion that you wanted or the job or the business or the relationship, there's always another finish line right after you complete the very first finish line. And it's like that Bugs Bunny cartoons when Bugs would draw the line in the sand and he'd say, I dare you to draw, cross that line. And the character would cross the line and he'd say, how about this line? And keep going and keep going until the character was over the cliff. We go over that proverbial cliff all the time and we go, wait a second, where was the edge? Where was the cliff's edge? How did I fall over this? What happened? And what happens is we think, and I'm going to refer back to my last podcast about arbitrary timelines. We think that those arbitrary timelines are the end result, and it's not. We're in an infinite game. And what we've been playing are the finite games. Okay, the finite is you got the pay raise. The finite is you got the house. The finite is you got, you finished the marathon. Those all have clear end runs, but you are still living your life. There's still more to go. So that means it's infinite. You're continuing on until you leave your body. It happens all the time. My grandmother is going to be 100 in June. She is still working on these games. She's still, she's still going. Uh, you know, can I, can I bend over and reach this? Can I clean that, this woman and her cleaning? Okay, that's her thing. She loves it, okay. But she wants to keep going. She wants to be able to do these things for herself. And well, she should. Why not? You're still on this earth. If you can work your way to doing it, do it. Absolutely. But don't judge yourself on the end run. What happens if you ran that marathon and you didn't finish 
the way that you wanted to finish, but you finished? Or what happens if you couldn't finish, if you injured yourself? Are you going to then tell yourself that you aren't good enough for whatever reason? Oh, I self-sabotage. Well, so what? You did better than so many other people that didn't run the race at all. You are more physically adept, more flexible. You know what it's like to lose. And therein is another case in point. We do not learn from success. Let me repeat that. If you didn't already know this, we do not learn from success. If you got an A in class, if you were the first one across the line, if you were the captain of the football team, I don't give a rip. You didn't learn a thing from that. What you learned from is when you were overlooked for captain of the football team and you had earned that position but didn't get it. What you learned from is when you didn't get the promotion, when you didn't follow through because you injured yourself for the marathon, whatever it is, if you lost, that is where you learned. That is where you grew. That is where you became a better person, I hope. Or that's where your debris started to build up. If you just filed that under, I suck, and put it in the filing cabinet and closed the drawer. And now the I suck file might be blubbering out of your filing cabinet because you put it in there so many times, but you won't access the stuff that says, I don't suck. I'm actually kind of cool. Hey, maybe I'm more than kind of cool. Maybe I'm really awesome. Maybe I'm a great person. Hey, maybe I'm lovable too. Hey, you know what? I am lovable. And you start to come out of it. But we're also told, don't get so full of yourself. Don't be big for your britches. Get big for your britches. There are guys that do it all the time. And that rips me. When, when the guys are not all they're cracked up to be, but the girls are all that in a bag of chips. And they're the ones who are saying like, no, no, I, it's not perfect yet. I haven't done enough. It's not quite right. Speak the hell up, girl. Get your voice. Say your stuff. Say your truth. Because those guys have been taught to do it their whole lives. Girls, you got to own your stuff. You have to be more. And I don't mean be more. I mean own that you're more. It's okay to say it. I, I came home one year. I remember this really distinctly because I, really, I was really pleased with this teacher. I was in high school and I was taking French class. And the teacher was, she was confident, not arrogant. She was confident. And she said, I'm really good at what I do. And I came home and I remembered 
how that felt energetically. And I told my parents and my dad immediately, oh, she's full of herself. No, she wasn't. And I even defended her and I said, no, she absolutely wasn't full of herself. She was clear. She was confident. And we need more of that in our lives. We need to be that for ourselves. We need to model that for our kids. We need to grow more of that and a lot less kneecapping of people where you just take them down so that you can feel bigger. So you stand next to the person who's shorter than you so you can feel taller. No. You need to feel better about yourself as you are, whatever height, weight, age, tax bracket, whatever you are, you are great enough as you are right here, right now. But nobody can tell you that and have you believe it if you don't believe it yourself. So that's real winning, is measuring yourself on the infinite game, not the finite game. Seeing where you are still striving, where you're doing better each day. Giving yourself that in the mirror high five when you might not be feeling it. Just don't even attach a reason why you're giving yourself a high five. Just smile in the mirror, give yourself the high five, and walk the hell out of the room. Keep doing it until you actually feel better. And you're going to notice it. I did it. I did it in the mirror and I just laughed out loud because I'm like, she's right. That does. That feels a lot better. I don't know why. Just do it. It's awesome. And we need more awesome in our lives. Burn that debris down. Build up your I am's. Keep working on your I am's. Keep reinforcing the ones that you know and keep discovering the ones that you don't yet know, but you're about to know. Keep going. Keep taking charge of your life in this way. Own yourself. Love yourself. You are worth it. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. You're here now. You're worth it. Be it. So, where am I? happy. I am happy that I have a sunny Sunday to look forward to and do some writing and talk with you all. So what does your day look like? What is your I am that you're going to focus on? And what are you going to bring into the world today? Recharge, in charge, take charge. I don't care what you're doing. This is the Duchess of Muchness and I'm out. Until next time, you're in charge.